Okay, stay relaxed, stay natural, and go for it. Good morning, it's Wednesday. Oh my gosh, it's Wednesday. And welcome to the very first episode of the Run Galloway Girls podcast. We are the Run Galloway Girls. I am Liz. I'm Naomi. And we are going to talk really fast at you about all the fun things that we like to talk about. We have wanted to start a podcast for like four, four or five years. Yeah, it's, it's been bouncing around and we just haven't sat down and did it. So this is the first one. We'll see how this goes. I know. It's really exciting, though. <laughs> I, I really can't wait. Obviously, we um, this is going to be kind of freeform. We have zero notes in front of us, but we want this podcast to be about running and friendship and, you know, specifically to elevate Galloway's run-walk-run method. So that's going to be so fun. Yeah, so that's what we do. We are we're run-walk-runners. We are Galloway devotees. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk a lot about that, but all things training, running, and probably a lot of life stuff that's not re- related to running. Yeah, but everything is related to running when running is what you do as your recreation. Like, that's the other thing. We are not professional runners. We're not professional coaches in the sense, I mean, we're professional in the sense of the information that we know, but not in the sense that it's our job. Nope. We don't make money off of it. It's no. our hobby. Yeah, totally. <laughs> our which, passion. Which makes it super fun. Um, and so, yeah, so we'll get started with a little introduction from Naomi. So I'm Naomi. I'm a mom of a 10-year-old and a 2-year-old. I'm a full-time uh, CPA. I've, I'm a partner at my firm. So I'm super duper busy. Um, I squeeze in running when I can, and then strength even less. And you so. kind of rock at squeezing in running. <laughs> like, okay, she's being a little like, I squeeze in running when I can. This woman had a baby and made partner during a pandemic, did a fall marathon when we were all still virtual for everything. Not the same year as her baby, but like, her baby was like a year and a half old. 2021. Yeah, and then she did doubles for a fall marathon this year. All while juggling everything, so it's pretty amazing. It's, thank you. It's um, I kind of see it as like the more I take on, the more I feel like I can take on, which most people don't get that. But I think I'm just like a I get that <laughs> yeah, type A driven, and so it just seems like I do more and more. And I feel like that's my yeah. ADHD. The more yes. I take on, the more I want to take on. So I'm Liz. <laughs> I have ADHD, <laughs> and it was funny because. I think part of my diagnosis with that was your daughter's diagnosis. Yes. They happened kind of in parallel. And um, and so, yeah. But um, I am the executive director of a nonprofit foundation um, that is an early childhood center. And I never thought that's what I'd be doing. So <laughs> I'm very busy with that. And I run for fun. But I also am very, very driven. But I, this is actually a great, Ah, a great first thing to talk about. Um, we have both kind of redefined what a running goal is. Yes. We were both very like into like setting a time goal and setting a goal race and setting these goals that were like tangible, like at the top of a ladder. And we'd like work on the rungs to get up to that point, only to realize that point is just another rung on the ladder of running. Yeah. There's no point to those things. Yeah. So we used to be super time-driven. We were both trying to Boston qualify. Yeah. It became, for me, it was a point of, of where it, made, it was overwhelming and it gave me a lot of anxiety. And so 
while I still have that as a goal, it's not the focus of my running anymore. Um, well, it's and, process driven and it, now. it stole a lot of joy, joy. Mm-hmm. from running because I did Boston qualify. Um, but while we were in the process of doing all of that, Naomi had amazing PRs in every other distance. You had, <laughs> you had amazing PRs in every other distance. Whereas like, I was like driven. It was like, I will do this tunnel marathon. vision. I was, so I like refused to race five K's and like, I didn't race half marathons. I was like, no, it is the marathon. Or I would like run them as a training run, but I'd hold myself back. And so it's just, I mean, we've, we've also learned not to race like 8 million times, which is just, yes. yeah, so crazy. <laughs> um, we used to race all the time. Um, I think we probably are going to have to throw more races in than what we've done. But And I think part of that's just the pandemic. We didn't race at all. And so now pulling them back in feels like a bigger deal than it used to because we would just put races on our calendar all the time. Yeah, and if you want, like, more um, kind of information on, like, redefining a goal and redefining, like, kind of your your drive, I would definitely check out Steve Magnus's Instagram. They're mostly tweets that he's published there, um, but they're really, really great, and it's a perfect segue to um, kind of looping Galloway in with this amazing quote from Steve Magnus on his Instagram it says, I tell anyone that's who says, I hate running, jogging, that they're going too fast. Be able to have a full conversation. If that requires walking, then that's where you're at. When people recommend zone two training for the general population, most of it should, uh, most for most, it should mean go on a walk. Another easy way to think about it is a 14 minute 5K runner, that's four minutes and 31 seconds per mile, Holy moly. <laughs> Runs 6.30 to 7 minutes miles on easy days. For the average person who runs a 5K, the data shows that that's in the 10, 9 to 10 minute mark. What's the easy pace for the average person? Walking. Walking is the easy pace. So Joe Jogger hates running because the act of running is for, you know, like that 14 minute 5K runner. Um, it would be like if that person went out at a five minute pace, it's only 30 seconds. So I really want to do the math for this, um, because Jeff always tells us to like go slower, like, and we've seen such success doing that. Yeah. And Jeff's big thing that he always says is, you know, if essentially if you are huffing and puffing, if you hear yourself breathing on an easy run, obviously this would be a little bit different when you're doing your, your speed work, but then you are going too fast. You need to add your, your walk breaks need to be more frequent. And that may mean you are walking, uh, you know, you're running 20 seconds or 15 seconds instead of a minute or two minutes or or 90 seconds. Oh my gosh. So we, um, we, so Naomi came from straight running actually, and we have Mm -hmm. a really fun story and we'll share it on another podcast episode about how she became, um, she came over to the dark side, (laughs) to the Galloway method, to the dark side. Um, but I, um, have always used the Galloway method and, you know, people would come up to me and they, they would see my training paces on like, I would share my like Nike plus, um, picture. Hold on one second. 
We are back. Uh, Penny, like, we tried to, that's my dog, we tried to keep her out of what we're doing, and she um, wedged her way under the desk, so it was crazy. So, what I was talking about was people would um, look at my little picture of my runs with my pace, and then when I broke four hours in the marathon... I had messages all over the place, and they're like, how did you break four hours when all of your training runs are like 11.30, 11.40 per mile pace? And I was like, oh, run walk. Yeah, it's a big secret, or it is, it's the secret, because when you look at it, you don't see that, you know, our cadence is actually higher than if we were running straight. And so we're actually, my first foray into run walk, when, when Liz converted me on that day in Richmond that we'll talk about later, um, it was, to me, it felt like we were doing, you know, essentially quarter mile sprints for a full marathon because we had pretty good run speed in there yeah. with these two and thirties. And so it was definitely a big jump for me, but it was super, um, super effective and, and doable so, and like doable. that's the other thing is sure it feels like you know like a quarter mile sprint but then it's also a eighth of a mile walk recovery yes. so it's um I I do like to kind of explain to like runners or other athletes because so I do have a swim coaching background that it is very much like running a marathon the way a track runner would train, which that makes sense because Jeff Galloway was a track a short, runner. He yeah, was short distance. He went to the Olympics well, in the 10K, 10K, although there's a great story about how he probably would have, should have gone in the marathon. And he, and I don't know if this story is true. So I'm gonna, we're gonna have to ask Jeff, but the story is that he, accidentally won a spot on the Olympic team in the 10K. And it was supposed to go to his friend. And yeah. so he helped his, his friend, friend in the, in marathon. the marathon. Yeah. Because, like, that's who Jeff Galloway is. Exactly. Even if that story is not exactly true, that is his personality. Yeah. And I would not doubt that for a second. I'm pretty sure that is uh, 100% true. Yeah. I yeah. just listened to another interview with him, and he was talking about that. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, getting a friend in, but very nonchalant because that's yeah. who he is. Oh my gosh, he's like the most amazing man in the whole world, and we will definitely try. I'm he's going to come on this podcast. Like he loves us. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to have no problem with that. So, um, one of the things about Run Walk that's so amazing is that it allows you to also train with anybody who's even if their race paces are so much slower because there's no detriment to going too slow we are super fans of um the swap podcast with megan and david roche and they talk about how you know they've they've actually asked the question how slow is too slow and nobody's figured it out yet like there really (laughs) is no too slow and when megan was going through her heart issues last year you know, David was like, I can't wait to find out if this super slow training actually has this amazing effect for yeah. you long term. Yeah. And so far coming back, it has. And that yeah. ties back to what Steve Magnus is saying that basically, yeah, walking is a very valid option. Yeah. There is no too slow. And if your heart rate is already going up into zone two on a five zone model, then right. you should be slowing down to where maybe it's more, maybe it's walking or maybe it's just more walking in terms of run walk you 
can still run, but it's going to be 10 seconds at a time. Yeah. And I would say that we have done, um, a little bit of that. Like we end most of our walks with, or most of our walks, most of our runs, we end them with at least a half mile walk, which I also attribute that as part of like our injury prevention. Like we've, Mm -hmm. we, (laughs) Naomi alluded to it before, squeezing in strength when we can. Largely we have not cross trained for all the years we've trained together. We right. walk in addition to our running, and that's it. Like, yeah, and by strength, I literally mean rehab from you know niggles and nef- we we do not do strength. We do not get in the gym. Not that we wouldn't like to, but oh my gosh, if we had time, right. if we had time and money, um, <laughs> I I could see us both like hiring a personal trainer and like having a strength and conditioning coach like yeah. work us out, but like. And that sounds so, like, not being able to do it or not having it, it sounds, like, so amazing. Like, oh, that would be so great. But then I think if we did it, we'd be like, oh, we hate you. (laughs) Yeah. We'd be like, can we just go run, please? We just love running. I think that's a fault of a lot of runners. So we, uh... Although, (laughs) I would say in the summer, we're super good at cross-training, mostly because I love swimming, Mm -hmm. and I've bought you all the swimming toys. So (laughs) So get in the pool. I'm, like, dragging Naomi down the lane. It's fun. It's super fun. I'm slow, but I love getting in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um... Your husband, Scott, bought you that super awesome bike. Yes. And you got me a Trek. Yeah. Uh, Damane. And then my boyfriend is super into mountain biking. And so I have a pretty sweet mountain bike. And so I've been doing that. I'm trying to convince Naomi to try mountain biking. It's like going on a roller coaster. It's so much fun. Um, and it's, scary. It is It is a little <laughs> scary. But it's, it's more fun than it is scary. Especially there are like these like four little tips that... I wish I had learned them on my very first ride that make it so much easier. Look where you're going. Like, don't look, like, don't look at, if you're going around a curve, don't look at the curve. Look at the path around it. And that's, like, kind of a metaphor for life. Don't look at what you're doing in the moment. Kind of look ahead. But also don't, like, try to see too far ahead because you want to, like, enjoy what you're experiencing. And with that sort of, like, your head, you know, your body follows your head. So, mm-hmm. but what's interesting there is, yeah, if you try to look too far ahead, then you're gonna wipe out. Wipe out. But so if you're <laughs> like, if you're like too zoomed in, you're bad. And if you're too zoomed out, you're bad. Yeah. I mean, you need to like just be kind of present. It's a great metaphor for life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and career and everything else. Like you want to kind of be on that path, but not be trying to jump ahead of where you are. Um, you don't want to uh, like wish your life away. Yes. Wishing for, well, in a year I'm gonna be here. It's like, well, what about right yeah. now? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, think about all of those race times. And I'm not just going to pick on you. I'm going to think about when we ran the um, George Washington Parkway 10-miler. And our goal for that season was to break. It was very, very cool. Our goal for that season was to break an hour and 20 in the 10, in the 10-miler. And in March, we ran a 10-miler as a training run, and we ran a, a, ni- a 119. A very hilly 10-miler. Yeah. Completely as a training run. There was no... Laughing and talking the entire yeah. way. And to put this into perspective, our PRs at the time were 122, 123. 123. So, like, this was a huge jump. And we were... we just come off of fall marathons together in, like, the three, 350, 345 range. Um, and so this was... 
this, our fitness obviously was there, but it was incredible just that it happened. Well, then a month later, we go and we run the George Washington 10 miler. And I ran a huge PR that day. I think I ran 117. Mm-hmm. Um, but Naomi ran 115. 114. 114. Even <laughs> faster. And I have ne- I have still to this day never run a 114. And I, I don't think I ever will touch it again. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but-, but I let that, I let the fact that I didn't have as big of a drop, like kind of, like just... Dampened. Dampened. It didn't, right. It it dampened my joy. I was so happy for her. I was happy for myself, but I was still like, I I had the, I wish rather than the like, I did. Look what I did. Look what I did. Or like that swagger of like, I was awesome today. Like, this is a huge accomplishment. And like, I had like feet and like weird niggles because I had that stupid new pair of shoes on. Um, I love. I like love my Saucony Kinvaras so much, but and and I love them and I buy them, but they make like these like special ones and the special like this pair was like a Dunkin' Donuts pair, um, and every time they That's make right. a special pair, they sometimes don't fit quite right, and so like then I get these foot niggles. Like I have a really cute blue and yellow Boston pair, and I like don't wear them as often because they're not as good as just oh, the normal so colors. Weird. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why. Maybe it's mental. It's, it very much. But it could might be. be the yeah. They're using a different. I don't know. It's just because the material is different. But it's very but, similar to like your day yes, at Mountains, Mountains to Beach. Beach. Yeah. So at Mountains to Beach, which we had, in 2019, 2019, we ran it. Yeah, we're running again this year. So we ran it in. You know, we trained obviously together the entire winter, spring. Um, you know, we were very on But you also had tax season, yeah. which I didn't have. Right. So you had a lot I of life stress. A lot of life stress, 60, 60 hour weeks, no 60 mile weeks, but yeah. <laughs> 40 to 50 mile weeks with 60 hour work weeks. And, uh, yeah, so then we were, you know, training together and planning to race together. We did start the race together. We had our friend Ken pacing us mm-hmm. and we raced, um, you know, it was, we were racing for that BQ that day. That was the, that was the goal. That was the only goal. And, um, Liz crushed it, but by two seconds, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, (laughs) but so we, you know, so she succeeded and about halfway through, like my, I couldn't keep up with the two of them. So I decided to chill back. And at the halfway point, I just chilled back to like, literally what I knew I could coast it in with super casual, like a nine minute pace, like a, just a sub two back half. And while I, during the race, I totally enjoyed myself. I, I didn't beat myself during the race. I did really, it was, it really stung when I finished and realizing two things. One, that I was like 12 or 13 minutes off of my goal of, uh, sub three thirty five. I ran a 347. So that was, you know, kind of painful how much off it wasn't like a few minutes. But the other thing that was painful was that I was 59 seconds off of a PR. And so right. I, had I just like, you know, worked a little harder in that back half, I still could have enjoyed it. I still could have PR'd and it didn't have to be, um, it didn't have to be a big PR. It didn't have right. to be a 12 minute PR with a BQ. Well, it could have still been a PR. But the other thing is when you adjust that race against your PR race for temperature, it was a PR. And that was the other piece that's like kind of difficult. Like sure for course, it's a much faster course, but, um, that's one of the things like Naomi and I are super, like we're completely different runners. 
I cannot handle cold wind. Naomi is fine with cold wind. Like, cold, like, sure, nobody likes wind. Wind is the bane <laughs> of all of our existences. But, like, give her a cold wind day yeah. over a 70 degree day yeah. anytime. Whereas, like, I 85, 85 yeah. sunny, go for it. Like, yeah. once my heart rate is up in the, like, ridiculous red zone on my watch, my body is just like, oh, we're going to suffer here today. I got this. Right. And it's crazy. Like, literally, like, you know, sometimes, sometimes we we talk about this on runs. I'm like, should I adjust my Garmin heart rates because my <laughs> heart rate zones are so high? But then I look and I've spent during a marathon or during something, I've spent four hours in a red zone, and you're not supposed to be able to spend that much time yeah. there and performing well. Right. And so I'm like, yeah, there's like this has got to be fine. Yeah, no, and I yeah I can't take heat and humidity. And as and soon as you're in that high zone, like twenty minutes in that high zone, yeah. you start to get like chest pain. Well, in in, in I, heat, in heat, yeah. So I've had yeah I'll have days where I'm in the red zone for the full like this fall. I did Army Ten. I was in the red zone for the entire time. Um, I ran around a what did I run a one twenty. I don't know what one, it was. It was like right around 120, 120 something. 122 or something. Yeah. Or uh, when, no, it was a 120 flat, like with yeah. 120 and 16 seconds or something. But Because um, you were a badass, I amazing can, fitness. But <laughs> I can run, I can be in my red zone for like that hour 20 or hour 30, even up to like pushing an hour 40 and a half. Yeah. But I can't hold that line but if for there's, three hours, if there's four hours. Sun, if there's sun or heat, yeah. like it, it just... It, it's well basically it ends up I end up with like the the uh you know the humidity pukes. So. Yeah, right, right. And heat exhaustion. And yeah. like I remember like the first time experiencing that with you during the devil dog double. Yes. Um and I was like I was like, oh my gosh, like because I saw just how like it like you it's almost like you get heat ex- exhaustion really yes. easily and like it happened again in um Reston Marathon when that yeah. surprise hot day in, in April, April. <laughs> like, yeah yeah so ridiculous so so we're just very different runners but it's okay you know everybody has their different strengths um, you know, and it's, it's funny because Naomi will often say, well, I'm a fast twitch runner or I'm fast twitch muscle, which I also have, right. but I think we just have, um, like I think our, I think our bodies handle stress differently. Yeah. Um, like my body tends to be like, no, I just want to kind of rest on my laurels. Please don't push too hard. <laughs> like I have joked with Jeff, I'm like, I would like to get into the fitness to where my 80% effort is <laughs> this goal time. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, so if I, my goal time is a three, you know, 335 in the marathon, I think I need to get in 320 shape. He's like, what? I was like, because I don't want to work that hard yeah. on race day. And like, it's funny because that's literally what I've done when yeah. I BQ'd is I've gotten like into really great shape to where like, oh, if I chill out today, I'm still going to hit my goal. Cool. Yeah. And that's, a, I mean, I think it's everybody's like, Everybody would love to not have to work too hard, and that's that is hard to understand. That like, okay, on a race day, you actually might be working a lot harder than you ever have. Yeah, yeah, and but. and and it's fine too. But also, like, I mean, it's also okay to just dial back your goals, right? right. It's also okay to be like, you know, I would rather enjoy this 
than suffer. Exactly. Like one of my favorite things, and I really hope that I really hope that it's true, is that I got my. I mean, certainly with my previous fitness, um, and I've taken pretty much two years off of running, like consistently. <laughs> um, one for burnout, and then the second year for um, infertility, of trying to get pregnant. Um, and I took a year off. I ran the Boston Marathon in 2022. I need <laughs> On to st- no training. <laughs> I need to stop saying that I took a year off when I did actually run that yes. race that year. But um, just stepped back, basically. Right, right. But I was in shape. Like there was a time when, like, I lined up at the start of a marathon, and I had this like blind confidence that I would be able to be four hours, that I would be under four hours, which. I remember that feeling in the half marathon too, when like, um, I was very lucky, lucky fit. I mean, natural ability first half marathon went out there, ran one fifty seven. Like, so that's kind of where I'm coming from fitness, you know, wise. I mean, it's now to be fair prior to that, I worked really hard to get my 5k from around a 2630 down under 25 minutes which is so, yeah which is fast so it lines so. up yeah the fact that right. you could then you know ramp that up to a and, half and I, I you know I did my first well I did my second 10 miler I did my first 10 miler in my name in 128 so again that 128 lines up yes. with the 157 um so that's kind of like where I was and then from there, every time I did a half, it came down incrementally. And then we looked at like all of our races, like I pretty much on any day can could, and probably even today could at this fitness, would run a 155-ish in right. half. Right. Because that's just kind of my natural ability. Yes. Yeah. And we got to where that was a very easy, it still takes work to get back there, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see. When you take I, off time. but Yeah, we'll see. Although we did this kick-ass run the other day. We we love short intervals um, for easy runs. We did a 30-30 run where we were just crushing it. What was it? Like, yeah. Felt easy and like we had like 940, just mm-hmm. 940, 930. I had yeah. the fast one was like a 923. And these were just coming, you know, we would just literally went out for easy, thinking, okay, we'll just see what happens. And then we just, since we kept those 3030s on, we let our leg speed take us. Yeah. We let our just cadence keep up. And, you know, we didn't actually push those miles, but they, they were fast. So we're pretty far into the podcast, but let's answer one of like the questions that we get all the time, which is what run speed do you run at when you do your intervals <laughs> and why this question is so difficult yeah. <laughs> to answer. So what do you tell people when they say, well, what's your run speed? Yeah. So it really depends because will I will, if I go back and look at my run speed, I'll have easy days where if I'm by myself and doing 30 30s or even when we're together, 15 30s, we may only be running in like the low nines, mm-hmm. but a lot of times our run speed, um, like on that day with those fast 30 30s, our run speed is probably around 720. Right. So our run speed can vary. So it's absolutely. So my answer to that question is it doesn't matter what your run speed is. It matters what your heart rate is and your average per distance. So that's what I tell people when they say, well, what's your run speed? How do you, how do you get there? I say, well, it depends on your own fitness, the intent of the workout, right? So that's your heart rate Mm -hmm. and your average. And so if your intent is to hit a certain pace, you've got to run 
and walk together average to hit that pace, right? So that's like, so it's kind of like a weird question to be like, oh, well, what's, what pace do you run? When it's 30, 30s too, you just run. Yeah. So if your goal is to say, do um, a threshold workout, you're going to have to run a little faster and maybe you don't use 30, 30s for all of it. Maybe you Uh, You know, a lot of people really like longer intervals, and Jeff has an amazing interval calculator thing on his website. To but we found, well, I found, and I dragged Naomi along on this (laughs) that shorter intervals are better for me. Yeah. Um, Even on race day, um, you know, you just have to like get that turnover going and just like enjoy those walks, Um, and then. One of the things I've learned from Track Club Babe is you can keep your cadence up and go really slow, too. I, like, love her Instagram. Um, Definitely check it out. She's got lots of great things. I would love to talk to her and see if she would try run-walk in the Galloway way. Yeah, with actual intervals. Yeah. I I think she probably does some run-walk coming back, but... I mean, well, and that's the thing. It's so great for coming back from pregnancy or injury, injury, illness, Um. But the, the other thing, you never have to get rid of your walk breaks. Yeah. You can continue to get faster with them. It doesn't have to be a, I'm trying to remove my walk breaks or, or run for longer amounts of time. Because I've found, being, coming from the other side, is that it got faster after I started using walk breaks. So I'm never going back, basically. Right. Well, and I'm still, I mean, I'm still trying to convince you that a walk break in 5K can make you faster. We'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there. Maybe, maybe we'll do like once fitness is up, maybe we'll do a 5K with like quarter mile sprints. Yeah. (laughs) We'll do quarter mile sprints with recovery. Like what is that? I mean, that would be really, really rough. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, like literally quarter mile sprints in like, we we could do them in like one 20 yeah. an official <laughs> and one we did one or you, i did one it was 2020 it was december and we went to oh, the track out on the track and i timed yes. you you timed me i did quarter mile we did a i did a 5k with with walk breaks yeah that's right um, and it was my pr even you know faster than the some of the ones i did this year on yeah. you know in real courses though but yeah, I mean, oh, I have such a love hate relationship with the track. It's it's a lot, and with five Ks, and with five Ks, <laughs> there are a lot. Yeah, although I did find that I do really like my new trick with five Ks, which is I set my watch on half mile um, intervals, and I use eighty twenty as my run walk interval, um, and so it beeps every half mile, and so it gives me six little segments to worry about, in, well, seven, instead of thinking only three, because my mantra in the marathon and why I love the marathon so much is, oh, there's still time. Oh, there's still time. And like to that point in my PR marathons, all of them, I have a, a within the first three miles, like a 9.30 mile because I had to pee. <laughs> uh, and I don't stop my watch when I have to pee no. during a race because the clock doesn't the stop clock for doesn't me. Stop. Um, and they there have not been a detriment. Oh, I really hope the mic didn't pick up my stomach growling. <laughs> we'll edit it out. <laughs> no, we won't. I don't know how to do that. We're going to keep all the little pauses yes. and all the little weirdo things in. Um... So, yeah, this is going to be so fun. Um, and we can't wait for people to send us questions. Yes. What's, an, what's another question that you get a lot? 
Um, let's see. So yeah, like what speed you're in. I think I'm trying to think if I have any others that people ask me. Not really. Not it's, really. It's usually about, yeah, it's about, they're looking at our cadence and our speed and they're not, like, that's, we are, we do use faster than prescribed than like the typical on Jeff's Shorter. Charts. Shorter Short, than prescribed. Not, yeah, sorry. Shorter than prescribed intervals. I would say that we are on the slower end of what all of his training metrics would say though, because we tend to really think that there's nothing too easy um, and I think that that is probably the secret to our running success is that we have no qualms running a 14 minute mile if that's what the day gives us. Um, and, and I mean, there are some times where our legs are saying, let's go faster. And I will literally say, no, we need to slow down because I'm coming back very, very much aware that I'm walking like this line between like my muscle memory fitness, my cardiovascular, my current cardiovascular fitness, and possibly pushing into overtraining. Yeah. And we're still trying to have a baby. So, like, I'm very protective of my endocrine system and very protective of, like, not getting into any bit of overtraining. Like, I drink, like, three protein shakes a day in order <laughs> to, like, you know, make sure that I'm – my body is, like, no, you got this. Like As well as injury. Like, you definitely want to avoid that. Yes. It's just – that would be a yes. bummer. <laughs> and that's why I, I love my Theragun. So I'm going to mention Theragun, and maybe somebody from Theragun will reach out and sponsor us. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and then we love our athletic greens. Yes. And so, yeah, that's another thing. We could do a whole podcast on nutrition. Products we love, nutrition we, yeah. we love. Yeah, we definitely will. Yeah, so so I would say that most of the time when people are asking advice, uh, the, big, the advice that I want to give, and probably it's hard for people to hear, is slow down on your easy runs, get specific and fast on your, mm-hmm. on your workouts. And, you know, it's hard, though, because it's hard to push fast. Um, and don't be afraid of really, like, pushing fast and really working hard on workouts and don't be afraid of really taking it easy. Yes. Um, really having that polarized training in that 80-20 and stop running those miles that stop going out for 30 minutes and trying to hit three miles or even 30 minutes and trying to hit two and a half miles. Like just go out for 30 minutes. Like don't worry about how far you go. Um, we struggle with that sometimes too. (laughs) So then we'll just end up going a little farther instead of keeping to time because we'll still keep our, we will slow down. Oh yeah. But not necessarily, you know, we might not stick to the one hour. If we see that we're close to six miles, it might be an hour and five minutes. Right. But I mean, that's also, we're in a very different training pace than, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the people, well, fortunately, unfortunately, fortunately, because I want everyone to be part of the running community. I want everyone to run. My biggest tip for health and wellness is get outside and walk 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, try to get 10,000 steps and spend 20 minutes in fresh air. Like if anybody's like, oh, how do I like get started? How do I get started? Or you know, I feel like food standing in my way. I'm like, no, you have to eat. Like, stop focusing on food. And do you spend 20 minutes a day outside? And they're like, no. Everybody says no. Nobody spends 20 minutes a day outside unless they're a preschool teacher at my school and I force them to <laughs> spend two hours outside. I'm just kidding. But, like, it's like stop thinking about I have to do 
the entire alphabet. You don't. You just have to start with A. <laughs> yeah. Starting with a walk is, I know yeah. for a lot of people, it's like, well, I want to become a runner. Okay, well, start by walking, and then you yeah. can, you know, kind of see how it goes from there. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's like, kind of my... My thought on that is, like, just walk and, and don't worry about it. And 30 minutes is plenty. So we get a lot of people who are sort of towards the beginning of their journey. Um, a lot of people in the Galloway who use Galloway or there's a misconception that it's for older runners. There's a misconception that it's for when you're kind of a has-been runner, like, and you're trying to keep going into, like, your 60s and 70s and 80s. There's a misconception that it's for... Injury, injured coming runners, back from coming an injury. back from injuries. It's there's a misconception that it's for if you're like unfit and heavier and just starting out. Um, but we're here to kind of break that and really yeah. show that it that this can be for everyone. And just because you use walk breaks in your um, in your easy runs doesn't mean that you have to walk during races. But it also doesn't mean that you can't. Like no. it's okay to walk. And with, like, the marathon, I think you'll find that pretty much everyone at some point is walking. And they're, but what they're doing <clears> is they have, you know, they're hitting a wall and they're having to walk towards the end. And what you want to see, what you, if you start with walk breaks from the beginning with, a, you know, time mm-hmm. walk breaks, you'll see that instead you're, you know, you're starting your walk breaks, you're not hitting that wall, you're going to be passing all those people at the end. And, and if you want to run in your final mile, that's fine too. And one of the coolest things about doing run walk is you can have done zero run walk during training and you can show up on race day. Yes. And like, as long as you're using an interval that's appropriate for your fitness, like probably four and one, if you're a five hour marathoner or four and 30, if you're a five hour marathoner, you will still like hit a wall with four and one. Um, I mean, I don't know many five-hour marathoners that don't hit a little bit of a wall. Like, just because in general, it's not their 30th marathon or 15th marathon if they're in that time range. It's, you know, marathon number one or two or three, you know. And so that wall exists the, like, how, with with less experience, right? So the marathon does get easier the more you do them, believe it or not. Um, but if you are using kind of an appropriate interval anywhere from, I mean, I'm not even going to throw out intervals based on time, you're going to find that even if you did zero training with run walk, you're going to feel great during the marathon and you're going to feel great at the end. You really will. And the next day, which is what's and, amazing. And, well, I don't know. The next day <laughs> Maybe is, Next, next your first day. or second or third marathon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like Erin, um, who's one of uh, my best friends from high school, and she's coming to do Mountains to Beach with us, she ran her second, like, course marathon. It was her third because her first was a virtual. And she had been using 2 and 30 for all of her training, and I had her switch to 30-30s. She was able to negative split the Marine Corps marathon, run an amazing time that was 20 minutes faster than her previous marathon. Um, and she ran in her last couple of miles, and she ran a 5-12, I think, something like 5-12, 5-13. Her last couple of miles were like 10-30s, which is a 10-30 is a 4-30 pace. Yes. And she's doing that at the end of Marine Corps. At the, uh, right, 440, because uh, 1030 is, or I mean, um, 430 is 1023. 10, 10, 1023, I think. 1022. 
That's really bad. But that at I know the that. end of at the end of Marine Corps, is, and Marine Corps is like, yeah. like it's like concrete, and the concrete like beats your legs up, and it's 14th yeah. Street Bridge. Like I saw her at the end of 14th Street Bridge, go turning into Crystal City, so we're like mile 23, and she blasted past me. She didn't even stop to give me a hug. She was like on a mission. <laughs> I was like, like that's where I'm like, no matter if I'm racing myself or pacing someone, that's where I'm like looking for shots of uh, fireball and soda. Yeah. 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 That's a tough section. And so she clearly yeah. <laughs> having switched those shorter intervals, she saved so much for the end. She banked speed. That's our favorite, like, little thing. You can't bank time, but you can bank speed for later. Yes. So, well, I think that this is a great place to stop for our very first episode. And we will come back to you next week with another episode. Um, and send us in questions that you want us to yeah, answer. Yeah, you can hit us up on Instagram, uh, where the Run Galloway Girls. We also have a Gmail. It's GallowayGirlsRun at gmail.com. And we have a website, so you can go to our website and uh, contact us from there, too. RunGalloweyGirls.com. Um, RunGalloweyGirls.com slash podcast, and you can please... Uh, like, subscribe, what is it? Subscribe to the podcast and rate us. Um, <laughs> please give us all the stars. I don't know how many stars there are in the ratings. Give us all the stars, please. Um, this is just a passion project for us. Um, it's for fun. We're going to keep doing it whether people listen or not. So um, just stroke our egos a little. <laughs> we just hope that we can, yeah, just share some of like what we're sharing out on the run together and with our running group. And so this is a way to just share it with everybody out there. And this is actually helping our training because we would love to just get together and run an extra day a week, but we are super <laughs> about our rest day brags. So this is part of our rest day brags. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully you guys will tune in next week and we will see you guys later. Right. Bye. Bye.